Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. I have a very, 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 very special guest, a friend of mine for like over 20 years, probably 25 years. She's taking pictures of the following, and, and <clears throat> do not interrupt me, BJ. Ace Freely, Aerosmith, AFI, Gnostic Front, Allison Chains, Amazing Crowns, American Standard, Annihilator, Anthrax, Anti-Flag, Aquanets, Ashad, At the Drive and Avail, B-52s, Bad Brains, Bad Religion, Barfly, Beastie Boys, Beck, Beggars, Belly, Big Daddy Kane, Bio, Biohazard, Black Crows, Black Flag, Black South, Black Train Jack, Black Aru, Black Velvet Flag, Black 77, Blitzbear, Blondie, Bloodhound Gang, Bo Diddley, Body Count, Bogman, Bold, Bon Jovi, Booyah Tribe, um, Booty Sauce, Both Worlds, Bouncing Souls, Breaking Breeze, Breakdown, Britney Fox, Bruce Purse, Brutal Truth, Buck Cherry, Buckets, Bush, Buster Point Dexter, Buzzcocks, Candlebox, Carcass, Cathedral, Circle Jerks, Cars for Alarm, Chem Lab, Chiali, Chuck Trace, Cinderella, Circle Jerks, Circles of Power, Civ, Clowns of Progress, Collective Soul, Come, Confessor, Confusion, <laughs> Conformity, Cramps, Creep, Creep Division, Chromax, Crown of Thorns, Crystal Waters, Cycle Sluts from Hell, G Generation, Dancehall Crashers, Damned, Damage Danger, Dead Sea, De La Soul, Death Angel, De La, Death by Stereo, Debbie Harry, Def Leppard, Doll 7, Dickies, Dictators, Dig, Digital Underground, Distillers, Doggy Dog, Don Dawkin, Do-Rag, Down by Law, Dripping Goss, Dropping Murphy's Drowned, Dweezil Zapper, Ensign, Egypt, Egyptian, Evil Knievel, Exo, Exodus, Extreme, Fabulous Disaster, Failure, Faith No More, Fear, Fear Factory, Phoenix TX, Fight, Fishbone, Flaming Lips, Flipper, Floggy Molly, Flotson and Jessen, Fluff, F Minus, Frankie, Black, uh, Frank Black, Freddie, Freddie Johnson, Fudge Tunnel, Fugazi, Fur, Furious George, Gadget, Gangstar, Garden Variety, GBH, George Clinton, Godflesh, Goldfinger, Good Riddance, Gorilla Biscuits, Green Day, Gutter Boy, Gore, H2O, Hard Corpse, Heckle, Hell's Kitchen, Helmet, Hot Water Music, uh, House of Pain, Hubert Suman, Ice-T, Iceman, Iggy Pop, Incubus, Indigo Girls, Independence, Into Another, Intruders, Ivy, Jawbox, Jawbreaker, Jeff Healy, Jellyfish, Jesse Mallon, Jet Jesus in the Mary Chain, Jewel, Jim Rose Circus, Joan Jett, Joe Satriani, Joe Strummer, Joe Stump, John Etzwell, Johnny Cash, Johnny Ramone, Johnny Clegg, Johnny Lang, John Sebastian, John Spencer, Jungle Brothers, Jurassic 5, Karen Black, Casey and the Sunshine Band, Killer, <laughs> Killing Joke, Killing Time, Killer Urados, King Diamond, King of Kings, King's X, Kids, Kicks, Casey Corn, Cre- Crackdown, Creator, Christ, Cry, Cry Us, L7, Lady Luck, LA Guns, Lars Fredrickson, The Bastards. These are the new school. Lee with Lenny Kravitz. Lee, Elliot Stitches. Less than Jake. Lifetime. Limbo Maniacs. Line. Live. Living Color. Living In. El Acuje. London Choir Boys. Long Beach Sub All Stars. Are you awake, BJ? Los Guzanos. Lolita 18. Lomito. Luna Chicks. Machine Head. Madball. Mad Caddies. Magma Pop. Manu Negra. Marauder, Marilyn Manson. Marky Mark. Maxi Priest. Maximum Penalty. Mazzy Star. Meatloaf. Me First in the Gimme Gimme's. Megadeth. Malaya Rage. Mest. Metallica, Mighty Mighty Boston's Mind Funk Ministry, Misfits, Moby, Moby, what up? Mob, Modern English, Moist, what the fuck's that? Morbid Angel, Motley Crue, Motorhead, Movie Life, Mud Honey, Murdy City Devils, Murphy's Law, Mother's Day Out, MXPX, Not a Surf, Napalm Death, Nashville Pussy, Nausea, Neil Young, Neil Fun- Newfound Glory, Nine Inch Nails, Noise for a Name, No Doubt, No Effects, Nuclear Assault, Nudes World, Oasis, Obituary, Offspring, Old, Old Skull, Orange 9 Millimeter, Outcrowd, Old School. Overdose, Pansy Division, Pantera, Papa Roach, Pearl Jam, Pepper, Pennywise, Peter Murphy, Pietasters, P.I.L., Pops Cool Love, Primal Scream, Primus, Prince Paul, Dope, Prong, Psycho TV, Psychotica, Public Enemy, Sick, Public uh, Punk Rock Karaoke, Pure Rubbish, Queen Latifah, <sighs> Queers, Quicksand, Rage Against the Machine, Raging Slab, Ramones, Rancid, Rare Essence, Rat Race Choir, Real McKenzie's, Red Cross, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Rejuvenate, Remains, Re- Ariel Speed Dealer, 
RSB Wagon? No. Replacements, Rest in Pieces, Reverend Horton Heat, Rhythm Syndicate, Rocket from the Crypt, Roguish Armament, Rollins Band, Ronnie Spector, Roots, Run DMC, Sacred Reich, Sagon Kick, Salt and Pepper, Sam I Am, Sass, Sass Jordan, Satan's Love Lounge, Sausage, Save Ferris, Scatterbrain, Screaming Jay Hawkins, Screw 32, Scrub, Separator, Suicidal Tendencies, Sick of It All, Super Chunk, Super Sucker, Super Touch, uh, it doesn't say sick of it all in here, actually. You could add that in there. Sweet Relief, Swinging Utters, 2 Live Crew, 25 to Life, 22 Jacks, 24 7 Spies, 311 Third Base Teen Idols, Testament, That Dog, The The, Tigerami, Todd Rugren, Tony Tony Tone, Token Entry, Tool, Tora Tora, Tribe Call Quest, Sick, Typo Negative, Ugly Kid Joe, Underdog, Under the Gun, Unity 2, Urban Blight, Urban Dance Squad, Sick, Urban Masaka, uh, US Bombs, Va- uh, Valentine, Vandals, Velocity Girl. Velvet Crush, Ruka Salt, Vision, Warren Hayes, Warren Zevin, Warzone, Waterdog, Voivod, Vu, Weezer, Wench, Weston, White Zombie, Wonder Stuff, World Party, Wrathchild America, X, XX Cops, X Clan, Sick, X Supermodels, Young Black Teenagers, Wow, Youth Defense League, Youth of Today, Yuppie Side, and Ziggy Marley. Welcome to the podcast, BG Papas. <laughs> can't believe you read that. How was that intro? That intro was pretty sick. It was wonderful. So B- Unexpected. So BJ Papas, you've done all these fucking photos. Um, how did you get into photography? First and foremost, how are you? Thanks for being on the podcast. Um, Thanks for having me. You were born in New York, correct? Woodstock, New York. Woodstock, New York. Um, and did you study photography in school? I went, uh, I first started photography in high school. Yeah. And then I went to FIT and majored in photography. So you got good grades in high school, obviously. You passed. I passed. Yeah. Did you like school? I hated school. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I liked photography. That was it. Um, so that was your major, and you went to school for that. Yep. And then remember the first bands you, you started shooting? The first band I ever shot was um, Black Flag. At Maxwell's. Holy shit. Was that on that list? Yeah. I don't know. That list hasn't been updated in years. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> I'm like, we're sick of it all. You, t- you did a bunch of the records. Um, Damn, so Black Flag was the first show you shot. Where was that at? Maxwell's. Holy shit. Well, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had to borrow a flash. I didn't even own one. Damn. So that was your first. I would say, I'm going to go shoot live bands. What were you shooting before that? Um, just like things. Yeah. Think, you know, know. it's random shit. Yeah. I liked a lot of like broken down walls and Ah. that kind of stuff. It's like artsy kind of like, yeah, artsy fartsy shit. But then, so, so to rewind a little bit, what, what like, what exposed you to that kind of music? Like the punk rock and stuff. What was your exposure to that? Well, when I lived in Woodstock, there was this awesome record store called the collector. Mm hmm. And this guy Lester owns it, owned it, doesn't exist anymore, but um, and he had records. Yeah. So whenever I got a paycheck, I would go in there and just buy something. Yeah. And that was really... Regardless of what kind of music it was? was you, no, we, definitely. Like, well, I think my first record I ever got was Dead Kennedys. Yeah. And then just whenever some punk shit came out i would just buy it but how'd you hear about it and know about that type of music living in woodstock like what, expo- what exposed you to punk rock you just randomly stumbled upon it at a record store or somebody was getting you into it at school or you know i don't really know i just know that i had a lot of friends that were in 
in music. Yeah. Their fathers were famous, um, but different kinds of music, like yeah. jazz or um, weird. But I don't know. We just listen to music, and but I don't really know how it actually started. Yeah. I just know that I would go to the store and be like, oh, this looks cool. Buy it. Yeah. And uh, listen to it. And then there was this punk punk lives magazine or yeah yeah, yeah. and um i used to get a subscription to that <laughs> that's <laughs> sick yeah back in the day people had to get subscriptions to magazines that come to your house like once a month yeah, in the mail. you couldn't just search on the internet and see all that shit that's crazy so 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 in those magazines you probably saw like oh this new band or this band review or there's something right yeah and then i had a i had a pen pal that lived in england okay so we would like talk about music and stuff pen pals for people listening to the youth it's on we write a letter to somebody put it in the mailbox and send it to each other it's way way prehistoric sounding um, it would take forever i know even like even like ordering records and shit through the mail or just you know swapping stuff tapes and shit like that over the, the mail it took a long time yeah you have to wait like two or three weeks now kids want things right now they couldn't wait like past uh, 24 hours or whatever fucking amazon prime but i wouldn't have that <laughs> shit but back then it was like Took a long fucking yeah. time, man. A long time. Um, all right, so Black Flag was your first sh- kind of punk show too? Um, or just the one you shot? Well, I saw The Clash. It was before I took pictures. But, um, was that in New York? Is it in the city? There um, there was a, I think it was Vassar College. It was upstate. Damn. And um, That's that, cool. That was, that was my first concert. Let's put yeah. it that way. First concert was The Clash. Yeah. That's amazing. So who'd you go to that show with? Do you remember? Um, Probably my friend Babs. Babs. But I don't really remember. Yeah. But I do remember this. <laughs> that um Matt Dillon was there. Oh, shit. It's so random. And it was like when he was in his prime. prime. And um, Wow. I, rem- I saw him and he had sunglasses and a cigarette behind his ear it's pretty sick and i looked at him and he put his finger up to his mouth and said shush and i said nodded at him (laughs) and i told all my friends that i asked matt dylan to take me to the prom but he couldn't because he wasn't available (laughs) (laughs) so you spotted him and he kind of gave like don't tell anybody it's me i'm here he's wearing sunglasses in a club come on (laughs) that's pretty fucking awesome damn he's an old school guy then that's cool yeah and then years later he went to go see um, Joe Strummer. Yeah. And um, I remember freaking out. And I was like, oh my God, Matt Dillon's here. I got to go get a picture. <laughs> Did you get him with him? <laughs> no, I went, I got Joey because I was scared. Yeah. And I was like, Joey, come with me. And by the time we went there, he wasn't around. Yeah. So I missed it. That's crazy. But he's a huge Clash fan. Yeah. He sounds like he's a punk rock dude. That's cool. He's there back then, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Black Flag, obviously, your first time taking pictures. How how scary was that? And plus being a girl taking pictures back then, too, at shows. I don't know. I didn't think it was scary at all. I just honestly was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going to go in there. But, you know, it was a pit, so you had to, like, you know, make sure you weren't getting hit. Yeah. While, uh, while you're trying to take a picture. While you're trying to take a picture, yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't that close to the stage. Yeah, but were there other women there taking pictures at that time? That specific show, I don't remember anyone taking pictures. Yeah. That was a pretty small club. Yeah. Um, and then what was your next show after that you took pictures at? Um, 
I don't know. I'd have to look, but I know yeah. that um, I that's when I started going to CBs. Okay. But I didn't um take pictures right away. You was going to the shows. Just going to the shows. Yeah. So what was it you think that was it somebody asking you to take a picture for them for their record that kind of like sparked you starting to do that for bands? Like what was that? What was it? Um, it was a boyfriend of mine at the time. Oh, okay. Who uh, joined the army. Mm. And I thought it was a really stupid idea to join the army when you're going to miss all these shows. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought to irritate him, I would send photos of what he missed. Mm. And that's how it started. Interesting. Actually, all these fucking great shows. That's awesome. Yeah, this is what you missed this week. Holy shit. So then, do you remember, what was your first official record that you took a picture that actually came out in the store? Like, Sick of it all. Okay, Sick of it all. The Alley Recruit 7-inch, the first 7-inch in Revelation. Yeah. The Alley shot. And how did you meet those guys? <laughs> do you know the story? No, I don't. <laughs> well, um, they were playing a show in Albany, New York. And um, Mike Senkowitz asked me. Mike Senkowitz, I remember that name, yeah. <laughs> you remember Mike, right, from yeah. Killing Time? Or mm -hmm. Raw Deal, I never remember yeah, yeah. which one's first. But um, So he said to me that Sick of It All really wanted me to go to this show and take pictures of them. So I said, okay, and yeah. we all went in a van to shoot the show. Yeah. And afterwards, Lou told me that Mike Senkowitz told him that I really wanted to shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it was just because Mike Sankowitz wanted to hang out with me. Mm. Shout out to Mike Sankowitz. Mike, you, how are you? Wherever you are, if you're listening or even care about what I'm saying. Um, wow, that's interesting. Holy shit. Um, all right, so that's an, that seven is. So did, that, did things change for you? I mean, there wasn't internet back then. So it was like, oh my God, you can look at BJ Papa's profile and see what she took this photos or get research about you. All of a sudden, this picture came out in the back of that seven inch. And then what happened? Started doing more photos for Revelation or just the New York bands in general? Yeah, I don't think anything really happened. I think it was just like, you know, bands had records come out yeah. and they knew I had pictures and they would ask me and I would give it to them. It was, mm -hmm. there was no like um, business to it. It was just like, you know, do you have a picture? Yeah, sure. You can use this. Yeah. It wasn't like a, uh, at that point, you were so, how old were you? You were young then, but did you want to take pictures as a career at that point? Like, what were you doing besides that? Well, the funny thing is I never really wanted to shoot bands. My si It was my sister's idea, which I should have taken before I went to college. But mm. um, when I went to college, I thought I was going to shoot fashion. Yeah. And um, I hated it when I was in FIT, like shooting fashion. I just couldn't stand it. Yeah. So I started shooting bands and I, and I kept saying, well, I don't want to mix business with pleasure. But um, right after I graduated college... I went to an AF show mm -hmm. and broke my wrist. Oh shit! Taking pictures or like just no, in the just pit? well, <laughs> just being there. Remember Big Charlie? Yeah. So Big Charlie and Jimmy were on stage, and um, they told me to come up on stage, and they grabbed my hands and my feet and did the you know one two three oh, shit. throw me off yeah, into yeah, the yeah. pit, and I guess I landed on my arm. Damn, they gave, they gave like the heave ho. <laughs> they well, gave like, me a heave ho. And they take you by arms and legs and throw you. That's crazy. Yeah, what's even crazier is like after the show, um, well, um, remember Brian Freeman? Yeah. I heard that name. He yeah. actually got me some ice and uh for my arm. Yeah. That's how I met Brian. 
took care of me. So thank you, Brian. I'll never forget that. And then um, after the show, I asked Charlie to look at my arm to see if it was broken. Mm-hmm. And he said it was fine. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I think there was like another show the next night, like at Lemoore's. Yeah. And then I showed Charlie again and he's like, it's fine, whatever. And then the next day was a CB show and my arm was killing me by that day. Yeah. And I couldn't take pictures. I remember I had to like bend my arm to rest the camera on it like a tripod. And I took pictures like that. And then I showed it to Charlie again and he said, holy shit, what the hell's wrong with your arm? And I'm like, you told me it was fine. And he's like, it's not fine. So then (laughs) three days later, I went to the hospital. Oh, shit. And they told me that I broke my wrist and um, they had to wait a day for the swelling to go down before they could put a cast on it. Damn, man. So that kind of ruined my um, dreams. My hopes and dreams were to move to San Francisco and shoot skateboarders. Really? Yeah, that was... Holy shit, I All I cared that. about was skateboarding at the time. Wait, so you were skating back then? Yeah, I was skating in high school. Are you serious? Yeah, my brother made me a quarter pipe on the side wow. of my house. Yeah. Well, you remember what kind of board you had? Like your first Oh, board? I remember all Power Peraltas. Sick. I had, um, I had a Roddy Mullen. I used to have that too, my freestyle board, yeah. And I had a skull... Skates. Skull, the skull with Cross the sword. Crossbones, yeah. The Mike McGill the silver one, yeah. No, no, not the Mike McGill skull and crossbones. Skull, skull, sword. It was like a sword, yeah. With a skull. It was silver. It was pal. I think maybe it was pal. Was that Pearl Willander? Um, no, it was I just. It was just. I think it was just their design. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. I should and it was, know that. That was the bigger one, and I had a. Um, the Rodney Mullen was my. I had a little one and a big one. You know, I had a freestyle. Yeah, Rodney Mullen was a shit though. Oh my god, I loved him. So awesome. To yeah, I loved day. all the Power Peralta. Oh my gosh, I lived on those videos. Bones Brigade videos? Bones Brigade. Oh my God. Uh, I wore them out. That is cool. Was it, were there any other girl skaters back then? Well, there's a girl video. There's a girl in that video. Okay. That's right. There is. And I, I can't remember her name right now, and I'm very sorry, but I did meet her at a gym out here, and it was really, really? cool. She was like, I'm the girl in the video. I was like, no oh my way. God. Yeah. That She's is also awesome. a photographer. Oh, uh, I think. Her, Stephanie was her name, I think. That's fucking cool. I didn't know you were a skater like that. That's awesome. Yeah, my friend Shivo taught me how to skate. And um, Timmy Chunks taught me how to ollie. Sick. So that was your trick, the ollie? Oh, I could do it. Yeah. Could you do you skate ramps too? Like, um, No. Probably just the quarter pipe. Like, yeah, like quarter pipe. Yeah, that was really the shit ramps, back then, jump ramps. I skated all throughout New York City. Yeah. Like street skate. That's amazing, Papa. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So they like, I'm going to go to San Francisco. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to capture all these skaters. Well, I was obsessed with Thrasher magazine. Yeah. And I just wanted to like work for Thrasher and yeah. skate and photograph all these guys. And my, yeah. as soon as I graduated college, that was what my plan was. And then I broke my wrist at a hardcore show. Thank Doomed. you. Thank you, AF. And um, <laughs> that, I think that's what kept me in New York. Wow. So then how long? So you didn't take pictures for like, like a month or so? Yeah, I think it's however long it took for the cast to yeah. get off. And then um, I, I worked in um, a local photo lab in Woodstock, New York. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like, you know, drop off your film and I could write their name on it. And yeah, then they yeah. could wait weeks for their film to be processed. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And that's, that's what I did until, because who else was going to hire me? I had a broken arm. And then I moved back to the city. Yeah. And... uh then I started taking pictures again. And so all you had done was that seven inch, right? Then you kind of, you got hurt and you kind of. Oh no, the seven inch was after that. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. We're at a time frame, but, um, 
So then, right after the Sick of It All 7 Inch or whatever, did shit start going fast for you, like doing all the records? Um, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess the revelation was happening. Yeah. And then, and then they made In Effect. Yeah, but looking back on it now, like if you go through all your discography of things you made, that you did so many things, but obviously, I'm not sure how fast they happened, but the way it is comp. The New York City Revelation one that was a, that was not too far after that. I'm not sure. I mean, I have the shit here. Hang on, so I can it's ref- okay. I'm, I'm bad with time frame. I can refresh your memory though. Like it, like just like the first seven is for sick of all the blood, sweat, and no tears. Scratch the surface. Um, salt and pepper, which is crazy to me. Outburst, sheer terror. H2O, the back of um, H2O's first seven inch, the back of H2O's first album, the back of thicker than water album. Um, the GB high up, the first GB seven inch. That wasn't that long after Sick of It All, I don't think. Yeah. The GB, and then um, shit, Madball demonstrate my style. The back cover of that Killing Time Bright Side, which is a great record. Two sheer terror records. Um, it's crazy. It did so many things back. The Show and Tell one, which is the first compilation my band was ever on, was um, theme songs that the Show and Tell did. We covered Bad Boys, the cops theme, but that, you did that mm-hmm. too. TV. Murphy's Law dedicated. Sheer terror just can't hit enough. Um, and then Moon's actually is a picture of Moon. If you took that picture, no, no, that wasn't me. In the scratch the surface, yeah. Oh, in scratch the surface, yeah, well, maybe, yeah. And the uh-huh. layout in there, the Warzone one, and then the One Voice too. You did Gnostic Front. Oh yeah. So you were like the main. It seems like you were like the main photographer for that time. I'm sure. Yeah, there, there I'm sure, I'm sure really there were others, but plus being a woman too, was that was that difficult at all? Being a woman in the scene, first and foremost, and then being a photographer, woman in the scene, or no? Do you feel like anything? Well, you know, back then, there weren't really very many girls period. in the scene, period. Yeah. And um, I know it sounds really stupid, but my name, BJ, actually saved me because most people thought I was a guy. When they saw the photo credit, ah. they didn't know I was a girl. Did you pop us? Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of times people would call me on the phone and ask for BJ Pappas, and I'd say, this is her, and they'd be like, you're a girl? And they would, it would be really freaked out. Wow. And I know that like I probably got more work because people didn't know that I was a girl. That's really interesting. I never even thought about that. It happened. If it said it would be a different story, but yeah. Sorry, I must say that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. They said BJ, but I'm sorry. Um, government name. I love you too. Um, that's interesting. I never, I never thought about that about you crazy um anyway so when did it become like your was it your career at one point were you always working other jobs during those times i always had multiple jobs but it was um but photography was like what i did like i was a photo assistant it was your passion yeah and then i would you know shoot for magazines but it was always photography yeah was it hard did you like was it hard to always like just sometimes I just want to go to a show and see this my friend's band play. I don't want to take a picture tonight, but they maybe they expect you to always have your camera with you. Yes, you know what I mean because you want to be. You're also a fan of this, these bands, and you want to like go to and have fun. You know, like not have to worry about lugging yeah. your camera and shit. It would always kind of sometimes bum me out when people be like, "Where's your camera?" And I'd be like, "I didn't bring it today," and I would feel bad. And then when I watch the show, then I kind of get bummed because I'm like, "Why didn't I bring my camera?" Because that was a good, good shot. Yeah. yeah. So you can't really win. Yeah, totally. Um, so then you're taking pictures for so many, so many different groups. And, um, what was, was there one particular photo? I mean, I, I know one that, that we're not there yet. 
but one couple photos you took are like very iconic photos. You can't say they're iconic because you did it and you lived it. But looking back at them now and looking at your resume and all the stuff you did, there's some insane photos that everybody knows these photos. You know, like the Tim Armstrong one jumping with the guitar, the HR one, like there's a bunch and like all these different records, the Joe Strummer one. You were just taking photos of people that you like. You know what I mean? You were taking photos of your friends. Yeah, that's what it was. But you weren't thinking they were like going to become these like photos that everybody's seen these photos. No, because the problem is I always hate my photos. And like the mm. fact that those photos are even seen is kind of rare. Mm. Like I think I gave like maybe a picture or two to Lint and he was like, oh, these are really good. And Yeah. So then maybe I showed him. Lint for all the listeners, Lint was um, Tim Armstrong's nickname. And BJ still continues to call him that. It's a very old school nickname. Um, but that's how you that's how you, that's how you know him as. Shout out to Tim, my man. Um, so yeah, BJ, so was there was there any photo that all of a sudden like not made you like famous or put you in the public? Some was there any photos that actually like holy shit got a lot of recognition back then? I don't think I don't know. I don't know about that back then. I think now it's happening. Like getting to like detail. I think one of your pictures in Details Magazine or something. I've seen some pictures. Oh, some. well, yeah. I like used notoriety to sh- and people start recognize you as a great photographer and, and a live photographer. And Yeah. I mean, I used to shoot a lot for Spin Magazine. Okay. That's pretty big. And Guitar World. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Was that Tim winning Guitar World maybe? Um, Tim was in both both of them. Oh, wow. I think that he made it in both Guitar oh, wow. World and Spin. And um, Lars made it in Spin. Yeah. Um. Maybe details too. Mm. You ever do details? You ever do Rolling Stone? Did Rolling Stone, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. What picture was that? Oh my God, I don't remember. Ramones, Clash, Rancid, who knows? (laughs) Bad Brains. (laughs) So did you grow up with the Bad Brains because you lived up there in their their town? No, they didn't live there then. Oh, okay. That was, but, um, but I was friends with them. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to go on tour with them. Wow. What year did you do that? Um, I don't know. Late 80s, early 90s. It was Sick of It All, Leeway, and Bad Brains. Damn, tour. that's a crazy one, man. That was before I worked. That had to be before, like, that had been 89 maybe or something? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe 89. That's probably maybe right. Maybe the Quickness album, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Well, that was a good tour. Oh, you t- my you God. You took photos it, for the tour? He's hanging. So much everything. fun. Um. Yeah, no, I wanted to go take pictures and everyone told me that that was a stupid idea. Mm. And I went anyway and I took pictures. No one hired me or anything. Just yeah. went. Everyone was my friends. And then um, I sold a lot of pictures from that tour. Like, Okay. So I'm glad I didn't listen so to anyone. So pictures of all three bands every night. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Oh, it was so much fun. There had been a great tour back then too. Oh, it was awesome. So were they traveling in vans? You were like in, were you really with... Oh my God. Um... Are you with the Bad Brains? I think I was, no, they, they had, I think they might've had, a they might've had a tour bus. They okay. had a tour bus. Yeah. And they had really good catering, I remember, because they were, um. Veggies. Veggies. And they mm-hmm. had like, I remember they had avocados and stuff. They had good food. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because back then avocados were rare to see. <laughs> like really rare. At a fucking punk show or whatever. So you're just saying that. It's like, holy shit, it's some healthy avocados. Yeah, it was awesome. But um, <laughs> I was mostly with Leeway. <clears throat> okay. And they had a van. That's right. And um, no, I don't know. I don't think I toured with. I think I was with Leeway and not sick of it all. Weird. Yeah. That's cool, though. 
We were friends with all three of the yeah, bands. Yeah, but... I mean, we saw each other the whole time yeah. anyway, so it was just a matter of how long you were sitting in a van with who. Yeah, you could switch off van to van if you yeah. wanted to. I know I switched off um, to go with the um, the roadies from Leeway. Okay. Andy Hunt and... I remember that guy's name. Yeah, yeah. Andy Hunt and um, yeah. Joe Boslow. Keep talking. Oh, Joe Boslow, yeah. And got we got dress. stopped at the border at in uh, trying to get to Tijuana. For what? Was there stuff in there? It was something about the truck. They wouldn't let us through. I don't remember. I just remember sitting there thinking, oh my God, I don't want to miss this show. Were they searching the van? I don't know. We were stuck there. I don't know why we were stuck there. I can't remember. I just remember seeing pictures of us just in the sun waiting. <laughs> and we actually made it to that show, but I thought... Surprised we were... they didn't search your van back then. I mean, they could have been. I don't remember what yeah, they were doing. Yeah, They. I'm sure those guys remember. So, but it was just the three of us yeah. in the middle of nowhere waiting. That's crazy. So you're doing the hardcore bands and then you start doing like, obviously you did Ramones back then too. Mm-hmm. Did that come later? Did that come? No, I shot the Ramones, but it was like kind of hard to shoot the Ramones because um, Johnny wouldn't ever really let me on stage mm-hmm. and um, Joey would always want me there. So it was just like a fight between those two. So a lot of times I just probably just didn't bother taking pictures because mm. I didn't want to be in the middle of it. Yeah. And there's always like that, you get like the first three songs kind of rule that's always in... Sh- Back then they didn't have that rule. Okay. That rule, I don't know why that rule ever came about, but... It's a weird rule. First there was no rules. And then there was first three songs rule. And then there was first three song no flash rule. Mm. Those rules suck, whoever made those <laughs> rules. <laughs> it's so random, right? It's stupid. But it would be good when, you know, if, if I would tell the bands ahead of time, they would tell the club, she's okay to stay for the whole yeah, set. Yeah, that was cool. Have that re- was always the best. Because you had relationships. You were friends with these bands. It wasn't like you were some random person taking pictures. So once they know your friends, you get to take pictures of the whole set. If you want to be on stage, and it's awesome. I think there was a bit of trust between me, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. I got some pictures you probably don't want shared with the world, huh, Toby? Yeah, but those weren't on stage. Those are, <laughs> so BJ took naked pictures of me. Um... I don't know why I did this. I posted them before I took them down. It was just some weird <laughs> shit. I did crazy pictures, totally naked. Some with a boner, some holding a baseball bat. I don't know why. Some with a pager. Um, BJ has them. She has them hostage. She can blackmail me someday. <laughs> it was a random crazy photo shoot. Those are probably the craziest photos you ever took though, probably. Yeah. That, yeah. Did you take any nudes after that? I think that was the only news you traumatized me. Dude, that was amazing. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. Though. I don't know what my goal was. I, was I don't I know what it was I either. couldn't do anything with them. <laughs> I don't like, know why we did it. And not even want to look at them. So it wasn't for my personal insane pleasure. It was wild, dude. But we, I did that with a lot of bands. We did things for... Interesting. Like, please don't show anyone. Ah, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You could be fucking just caking off of blackmailing people, man. I could. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so you got photos that never came out with bands. You just did some shit with them. Yeah. That's cool. So when I die, just look those up, okay? Sick. Um, so were there any so any good Ramon, Ramon stories? Did you did you go on the road with them at all or no? Mm. Just locally, tri-state shit? Yeah, not not anything far. Just like, I don't even remember, upstate or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or then when we, I, weren't, didn't they do like tours out here? Like whatever, but I wasn't with them. Yeah, you know? the California ones, yeah. Yeah, so. What know. was like your funnest band to shoot like back then? Is it hard to say? sick of it all yeah a lot of energy man yeah 
Still have a lot of energy to this day. Still fucking kill it. Yeah, but back then for sure, I, I remember those shows and yeah, the energy in the crowd too. Um, but Bad Brains probably fun too. Oh, the best. Yeah. Oh my God, it's my favorite band. And you did some? Did you do some? I think you did some shit for them for records, right? Yeah. Um, one of the pictures from that tour they used on a record. Yeah, I saw. I forgot what it was though. It was a live either. record. Oh. And, and they did like a seven inch, like they did three colors like red That's green, right. yellow yeah he did the war zone two for victory that that release yeah one of the war zones I yeah which one it was. i mean he pretty much worked with all the new york harker bands i would say yeah i'm sure are you the underdog too yeah token entry back then or no i don't know if i did their record did you start doing promo picks too like i have a bunch of eight by tens i saved did you do a bunch of those band picks yeah like some sick of it all ones. I'm sure I have those. That was like when like in effect came That's out. That's right. In then effect. they would start hire. That was like relativity. Oh, relativity. Right. Right. Yeah. And they would hire me to do the press photos and then the record. And that was like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was cool. Cause it was like a legit label too. That actually hopefully paid you. Um, yeah. No, they paid very well. It was really good. Yeah. So I mean, obviously you're doing stuff for your friends. You're not doing it for money. You're taking pictures. They want to use it for the record. But, all, but also it's like, if it's going to be a career, you have to make money off it too. So it's like that fine line of like business and friendship and then dealing with independent record labels. Some that always don't have money. But then you went to Relativity. That was like obviously a real label. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it was hard because it was like your friends and you wanted to help them. But it's like it was expensive to get film processed and developed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now it's expensive to buy a camera and, a, you know, lens. But you don't ever have to buy film. But yeah, film and processing was expensive back then back then but yeah. now you use your iphone too yeah i mean there's so many photographers are like iphone photographers or whatever and yeah it's kind of upsetting actually sometimes i'm sure because it's like you know i went to school for photography and went through a lot of boring classes but i learned a lot basics of photography mm-hmm. and dark and how to process in a dark room and stuff yeah. but i know people don't really know that because they don't have to know it that's why I guess, but it's no, like ancient yeah. history for them to even think the process you had to do back then. Right, I don't even think anyone thinks about how a picture is made no. back then. But they just want it right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's yeah, a, exactly. It's the same thing with uh, Tim Hendricks yesterday was talking about. Back then, you had to have a portfolio for tattooing. You didn't have just an Instagram page you could scroll through and see a tattoo artist's work. You had to like go take photos, make sure you took every angle of the one tattoo, get them developed, pick the best ones, put them in the photo book, have it at the tattoo shop, or or, or mail these photos to different other tattoo shops. It was a hustle, man. Mm-hmm. Such a long process to do shit. Yeah, nothing was really quick. No, yeah, their patience. Mm. You know, back then, mm-hmm. like just mailing, like you said, like getting a subscription to something or ordering something or like two or three weeks you had no email or contact you sent your money or your money order and you just had to wait and just like yeah and it was rough when you did like kind of like stuff for magazines because the quickest turnaround time to get film process was like color was like three hours yeah okay so then you had to like you know drop the film off wait three hours then get it to the magazine and Mm -hmm. if someone beats you to it you know they're gonna sell their picture before you yeah no, it's true. It's really true. Um, so, the, yeah, the hustle is way different now, too. You can just take a picture and upload online, and then, like, thousands of people will see your shit in a second. Yeah. It's such a crazy... So, you think that's hurt the photography industry? iPhones and stuff like that, or...? I think it's just completely different industry today. Yeah. 
like I don't really know how to explain it, but um, I feel like you know the industry from when I was growing up was pretty technical, and you had to know a lot mm-hmm. in order to get the final image. And now it's like you can just pick up an iPhone and press portrait and get an amazing shot. But yeah, because n- no one's really understanding that how that mode's working. Like we had to, we didn't know how to technically get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you had to use a long lens or you know a slow shutter speed or yeah. wide aperture or something, whatever. But all that stuff, no one needs to think about. I know to get a good picture. So that's crazy. Yeah, you had you had to actually try and take photos in different ways to figure it out. But yeah. you were the, you were the king of the fish island shit. Was awesome. Yeah. Well, sick of it all. Requested the fish eye yeah. for that. And was that being used a lot back then? I don't, I don't know. I just know I didn't own it and I had to rent it. Mm. You know, it's a pretty expensive lens. I, I remember after I see, I remember like not saying that Sick of It All was the first one and you were the first one, but I remember first seeing that. But then I saw like Beastie Boys had shit like that and the fishbone that became like a thing, the fisheye lens thing. Maybe it was before, I don't know. But yeah, the thing that was good about the fisheye was that, you know, it was so wide that if you shot in a small club, you could get, you know, the whole stage mm-hmm. in one picture yeah so it's it, you know it's pretty cool it's like this it's like that panoramic option view you have on um your iphone now right it's everything and it's crazy but i think that the fisheye probably came from skateboarding mm, so, i you think know, you're right a lot of skateboarders used it and then it transitioned over to the bands so did you take pictures of skateboarders in woodstock no damn <laughs> it was your dream just to go <laughs> to san francisco and take them there yeah because really there's I, like a lot of skaters in new york it seemed i don't know i took pictures in new york of skaters yeah for, when i was in college like for my assignments they would all be skateboarders yeah it was this guy bob withers thank you for always letting me shoot you i don't know where you are but he i have a lot of pictures bob of withers bob withers did he become like a skater a pro skater i don't know what happened to him i haven't heard from him in years bob withers yeah did you want to be, did you, was skating just fun for you? And you're like, you weren't trying to like compete or nothing, were you? No, skating was kind of like a release for me. Like I yeah. hated everything. I hated school mm-hmm. and like skating would just make me feel better. I agree. Me too. And it was just a release because I hated so much. Did you party when you were a kid in school or? Not really. You don't seem like a party person really. No. Never did to me. Yeah. So you weren't like. During your whole life, it seems like the whole time I had never seen like drinking and smoking really, really that type. No, I don't. Really it just drink. wasn't your thing back then. No, I mean, I try. Um, when I was in high school, yeah, I did some drugs and drinking. Yeah, and um, then I spent a summer in England. Oh wow! And I drank all the time, <laughs> trashed every night, and I came back and said I never want to drink again. And oh wow! Just. Get out, get out of your system. Yeah, I got out of my system. Especially in England, too. Like, everybody's drinking. Yeah. I mean, you don't, I don't think you needed ID to get into a bar or anything. How old were you went there? So, I just graduated high school. What is it? 18? You're taking pictures, too? <laughs> no, it wasn't no, it wasn't no I didn't. But, man, I was so excited because all the punks that That's back right. at the time was... That's cool. Yeah. So, you love the Sex Pistols and the Clash and shit like that? Oh, my God, yes. It's awesome. That, yeah. So... And so how many years you take pictures for in New York? It's a long time, uh, man. Um, well, I moved here in 2001. Me too. Oh, right. That's I crazy. think you came like right after me, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I like the vibe of this podcast so far. The way it's super chill. Your voice is your voice is so calming and chill. That I can just talk chill. Okay, good. it's gonna be a totally different vibe podcast because because before it's like getting loud and hype. This is like chill. No, I like it. You're doing good, PJ. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, at one point, was photography your career? Like, were you making good money li- living off it in the '90s? Or was it always just hustling other things? Yeah, I always had I always had lots of jobs. Like yeah. a coat check at the Ritz. Oh, shit, yeah, right? we were going to Ritz. Ritz was sick. <laughs> I remember Lou's girlfriend worked there. She's always sneak us in there. Yeah. But there's so many shows at the Ritz, man. Yeah. You used to hang out with me in Coat Check. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, Coat Check. Coat Check. And then I got stepped up from Coat Check to uh, Ritz Photographer. That was pretty wow. awesome. So that means you're officially taking pictures of all the shows there? Yeah, they would um, tell me that they would pay for my film and processing and uh, to take pictures and sometimes they would let me do both, coat check and Damn, take that's pictures. Sick. That's <laughs> Which awesome. Which is really though. good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that a lot. It was fun. Cause then you could just, you know, you could take pictures of anything and not worry about cost because it was covered for by the club. That is cool. But then they have exclusive rights to those photos. No, I don't know why they had that job because they mm. never did anything with those pictures and they let me keep everything. So. Yeah. Do rabies work at the Ritz too? Or was that a different club? I know we worked the door at some clubs. I wasn't they sure. They worked at Pyramid, door. but I don't yeah. know. I don't think rabies worked there. Um, are there any shows besides breaking your wrist that um, you get hurt at from taking photos or get scared you get really hurt? Or? Um, Did you get hit in the head with a camera? Oh, yeah. Was? I got hit in the head at uh, Danzig. Damn. And um, I remember Cycle Sluts from Hell was opening yeah, up. Yeah, man. Eddie, Eddie Cohen's in that band. I remember, yeah. The, the whole girls. Oh, my bad. Was he in it? Maybe not. No, I think it was all girls. My right? bad. Sorry, Eddie. Um, anyway, they, they opened up and I got kicked in the head while I was trying to take pictures Damn! and it was pretty bad. So I had to go to the hospital to get stitches. Yeah. And I remember I got in the, you know, got in the cab and I got to the hospital and I got this really cool doctor and I was like, doc, I got to get back to shoot Danzig. Can you make this fast? (laughs) And he gave me four stitches. Four stitches. Yeah. And got me back in He's time like, to shoot Danzig. Danzig. <laughs> he didn't know what that was, but he got me back in time. Holy shit. And I was able to shoot Danzig. That's dedication, man. Yeah. Wow. So you shot that cover of Murphy's Law Dedicated or just a photo in the back where you do the claymation photos? Oh, the claymation. Yeah, just the, I think it was just the claymation. That I think Al- Uncle Al made all those yeah. clay people. And then came to my studio and they said they wanted it to look like it was a club. So Yeah. And then you did like stuff for Warp Japan. I remember that. Oh yeah, love Warp Japan. Shout out to Ono. Yeah, that was and awesome. Mommy. Yeah, only and Mommy. Yeah, yeah. did see there's so many. There was a lot of stuff they covered in New York, and they had you as the main one. So you you actually became the one that everybody would hit up pretty much. I guess so. Because there any women come after you in the scene that started taking photos? Like, well, Wendy Eager had um her fanzine guillotine. guillotine. That's right. What's up? Shout out to Wendy Guillotine. Hi, Wendy. Um, but I think that she just did it more for her fanzine and yeah. it, you know it wasn't it wasn't a career yeah and um i mean i don't know yeah you was doing your thing you you just hanging out with your friends taking photos it was like i mean i really that's pretty much what it was like all i cared about was going to shows and seeing my friends and i had a camera with me but was it exciting when you saw them like on the back of records your photos or you didn't really care either <laughs> no no i remember the first time i got um when you get something printed, it's it's kind of like, oh, wow, that 
people like it that's yeah. kind of cool yeah but it's still just always weird because i like i said i don't like any of the pictures so it's i don't understand why people like it yeah i always thought they just use it because there was nothing else to use no dude so some of those pictures like the way it is the new york um hardcore compilation on revelation that's an iconic photos on there man yeah i, I mean no see how all those things worked is like i remember jordan called and asked if i had any pictures and i would just be like send him the contact sheet and you pick one he would pick one and i didn't wow. like i was like whatever i don't know yeah i remember once hiding contact sheets from sick of it all and uh they caught me what were you hiding for because i thought they were horrible Mm, and, and you he, picked one who used it yeah ah! <laughs> in, in a record sleeve are you serious you remember what record it was um i don't know it's the picture was inside the record and it was um just very dark and moody it's just of pete and lou mm. do you remember no it? i think it i don't remember what record it's from but they used it and then they told me that i was never allowed to uh, hide anything from them again and that they just choose the pictures wow so i just let people choose yeah, you're probably sitting on so many negatives and all that shit huh there's a lot so the dream ladies and gentlemen is to have bj make a book one day and we're working on that for several years now yeah um it's a long i might even start process. a gofundme for bj i never know <laughs> to get it's not even about the money it's about the time and effort of her to go through all these negative thousands and thousands of negatives tedious annoying ass work so to go through the photos and pick the ones that she thinks and like she said she hates all of her photos so somebody's gonna have to help her with this to pick out the best ones oh yeah it, it's rough i've i've had some people come try to look through and pick some and yeah get them scanned and then maybe we can look at them because people it's hard for it's hard for anyone to really look through negatives and and slide so if yeah. you get them scanned then you can blow it up on the computer and it's a lot easier to see but yeah you got to get to that process first before you can even Mm -hmm. start picking but yeah it's kind of a grueling process she's taking applications for interns now People yeah come if anyone's serious if you're a hardcore historian and you want to go through thousands of amazing photos from the 80s to the 90s man you can come hit up bj papas and maybe she'll hire to go through all of her shit if you're a photographer or like up-and-coming photographer and you want to fucking help out she's got a lot of stuff man it's a lot of stuff it's a lot but once you get through it and find it all, then the process is easy once you pick what you want. I mean, the good thing is it's, it is organized already. Yeah, you're pretty organized. And uh, thanks to uh, Kristen Shaw for nice. many times coming to my house and helping me because it was torture back then. Yeah. But um, it is all alphabeticalized. And <laughs> so it's all in alphabet, alphabeticalized. <laughs> and BJ has the, per most, the best handwriting you ever saw. She has the best handwriting ever. I don't know where the would you fuck would you learn how to write like that? Is mm. it the only thing you learned in school besides photography? Probably, but I don't even think my handwriting's good. Your handwriting's insane. Your handwriting's so good. So like with with a book with your handwriting, like <laughs> right, it'd be so perfect. I it's hate my handwriting and I hate signatures and, you and hate all your, those things. And you hate your photos too. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's just come take all your shit and put it together and say, Here it is. This is probably how it's gonna have to happen. But for real, you have to make a book before Bef yeah before i die definitely yeah i think it's i think it'd be great to have all your stuff in one thing looking through and all the stuff you worked on you'd probably be pretty impressed because it's hard when you're in it and living in it to look at it from the like, outside perspective but when i'm looking at going through your bio which i've known you for many years and look at all the shit you did it's fucking you did a lot of stuff man thank you and that many years you did so many different genres too you know salt and pepper yeah i mean i hit the rap for a little bit yeah rap was like tribe called quest yeah. x clan 
Yeah. Any any interesting stories about shooting the hip hop ones or no? No standout. Oh, well, iced tea. The salt and pepper story was pretty funny. So um, I really wanted to shoot salt and pepper. Yeah. And they were on some record company. And I was trying really, really hard to get in to shoot Salt and Pepper. Yeah, why? Just a fan, right? I, I just, yeah. I yeah. love them and I wanted to shoot, photograph them. So they told me that I had to do a test for them. Mm. And uh, there was this guy, his name was um, Bruce Purse and the Pocketbooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. And um, at the time I was doing this reverse process with color film that Anton Corbett used. Mm-hmm. And it basically... It makes the images colors really pop and that it's really contrasting. It's cool. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are all aware of it. Like you two, like most of you two photos back then were this cross process, Depeche mode, whatever. So they asked me, you know, to shoot this guy, Bruce purse. And I said, okay, well, I don't know if this process is going to work. So can I do a test? Yeah. So they were like, yeah. So, I had a Hasselblad. It was 12 images. That's how many frames you got. Mm-hmm. And I asked this guy to come over to my friend's studio and we'd take a test. Yeah. We shot one roll of film and it was all different exposures because you had to get the right lighting and everything. Yeah, yeah. And in that one roll of film, they told me that they didn't need to hire me again to shoot his album because they had all the images they needed. That's awesome. And I was like shocked. That's amazing. Yeah, so then they said, okay, um, you can shoot salt and pepper. And I was like, oh, Damn. my God. It's like my dream come true, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm so excited. And they're like, okay, you know, you can shoot salt and pepper. They scheduled it. I had a studio. And then they come to the studio. And the day of the shoot, they inform me that salt is pregnant. And if there's any way you could hide it. Oh, shit. And she was like six months pregnant. Damn. And, you know, we don't really use Photoshop back then. No, and no, like, no. Like, anyway, I was pretty shocked, but uh, we just... You made it happen. Made it happen. And they ended up using it for this single, Let's Talk About Sex. Holy shit. That's huge. Yeah. That's amazing, BJ. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. It's fucking awesome. And so you couldn't tell she's pregnant, obviously. No. you. Uh, yeah. Did you just put somebody in front of her or something? Or? I would just like pose it in a way where maybe some, yeah. some, you know, Pepper was in front of her or something. Damn. Do it in a way so you couldn't yeah. really tell. They were happy with it. Obviously, they used it for, for that. That's huge. Yeah, they used it. What other hip-hop? So you said, I think Tribe was in there too. Ice-T yeah. maybe? DMC, uh, Run DMC. Wow. What year did yeah. you do that? I don't was know. That, that, they were that? on Profile Records. That's right, yeah. That, that's what I remember. Yeah. And I got to shoot them in the studio, and that was awesome. They were nice. Nice guys. Yeah. I think that that was used for some record, too. I, I'm not okay. sure. So you don't know any, you're not sure what they used that for? <laughs> I'm not sure of anything to tell you. <laughs> That's amazing. What is, like, the biggest artist you shot for, you think? I mean, Salt and Pepper was pretty huge back then, actually. Um, hmm. You remember? Not when I read your resume, it was Aerosmith. Cool. I don't. Oh, know. you did do Aerosmith, huh? But not only live, only live. Wow! But and you were a fan of them too. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So you shot them. What was that show at? 
I don't know. I know it was something for um, Guitar World. Okay. And I'm sure it was probably like Madison Square Garden or something huge Damn. like that. And um, oh, actually, I do have a story about this where Hardcore did interface with Aerosmith. Let's hear it. And it's sad. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay, so I am a huge Aerosmith fan and I love Steven Tyler. Yep. And I was photographing them. I think it was Madison Square Garden. It's the very first song and Steven Tyler takes his scarf mm -hmm. off and throws it right at me. And since I'm used to hardcore, I duck and I did not get his scarf. <laughs> You ducked. You thought so. Yeah, well, I didn't want to get hit. But I was just so used to shooting hardcore oh that, you know, it was God. just like a reflex, like, you Someone know. Someone over your head to somebody else? <laughs> yes. Damn. <laughs> That's so a great story. I'm so upset about that right now. No Holy idea. shit. Yeah. You get to meet the band, though, after that or no? Um, I didn't, I didn't meet them then. You met them later. But I met them later. It's cool. Thanks to Joey. Nice. He did one of the nicest things anyone's ever done for me in my life. He hooked you. He met, hooked you up to meet them. Yeah, I um, I was supposed to. There was some Aerosmith record release party right by my house, and um, I was supposed to get tickets. And yeah, right before it fell through, and it was too late to really do anything. Yeah, last minute shit. So I remember being at Continental. And Joey was there and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm really upset. And he's like, why? I'm like, forget it. I'm not, you know, I don't want to talk yeah. about it. It was too bummed. And he was like, come on, maybe I can help you. And I'm like, can you do his voice at all? No. <laughs> come on, let me help you. I don't know how to do it. Go I'm ahead. not very good at voices. Well, he said, uh, so I said, oh, what? Do you know Steven Tyler? And he's like, well, he called me once. I'm like, okay, forget it. Oh, shit. And then he's like, what? So anyway, he made me tell him the problem. And he's like, so why don't we just crash the party? And I go, what? He goes, yeah, let's just crash the party. No one ever does that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So that's what we did. What was the party? It was a record release party for one of their records. Oh, that's right, yeah. And it was some kind of circus themed. So like the room was like all different like acrobats yeah, and like yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy little things. Yeah. And then they played live. Sick. And um, I remember, so we went and um, we went with a bunch of people, my roommate Babs and the independents and Joey. Yeah. And we all, we went to the, to the club. What was that club? It's, um, it was on 34th street. It was like a newer club. Tramps? No. No, no, no. It was some Roxy, like. No. I can't Baby remember. Kings? I don't know. It was kind of big. I don't remember what the hell it was, but, and it was there and we went there and they saw Joey and they said, oh, come on in. And there was tons of us. You can't miss us. Joey Ramon walking up to the door. I mean. Yeah, there was tons of us. So they let us in and then someone else, when we get inside, someone else is like, hey, Joey, do you want to go backstage? And he's like, sure. Mm. And they're like, okay, but only you. Mm. And, um, and so Joey turned around and he goes, BJ, come here. And I walk over to him and then he goes, come on. And he takes me by the hand and I go, I'm scared. And he goes, me too. <laughs> and we walked up, we walked upstairs and that's when I got to meet Steven Tyler. Wow. Was he cool with Joey when he oh walked my God. in the shit too? Was he cool with you too? Everyone was so cool. They, I think one of the wives took the photo of me, Joey and Steven Tyler. 
Where the fuck is this photo, man? Where's your throwback Thursday? Where's your flashback Friday photo? I need to see this photo. Okay, I'll send it to you. It's a cool photo? It's at my house. Yeah, I love Damn. it. Damn. And I, I just remember when, you know, I showed it to Joey afterwards, and he was very upset because he didn't realize, like, how tall he is. Mm. And I'm, like, really short. Yeah. I'm like, 5'1". Yeah. And Joey was, like, what, 6'6"? Six, six? He was really tall. So, um... You know, Joey looks really tall, but he's not realizing that Steven Tyler's bending over. So mm-hmm. we both look short and Joey yeah. looks tall. So I remember feeling really bad and I would always try to take pictures with Joey where I would stand on a chair next to him mm. and be taller than him. That's interesting. That's and I have a lot of photos like that. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. so Tyler was nice, obviously, too. Yeah, he was super nice. Yeah. You told me you took photos of him before or no? Um, she might remember that shit. Who knows? No, probably not. I should have told him the scarf story, right? Oh, yeah. I no, I didn't story. tell him the scarf story. I remember talking to um, Joe Perry, though, because at the time there was a Spider-Man cartoon and Joe did the um, the music for oh, it. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Because I'm a huge Spider-Man. Yeah, you are. Did you see the newest Spider-Man that was out? Spider-Man's no. Universe? Did you see it? No, I'm going to see it though. I heard it's, it's on TV and I can rent it. I heard it's amazing. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, you always obsessed with Spider-Man. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> there were, I went to many of your birthdays, even your adult life, where there was a Spider-Man there and it was friends I've known dressed up as Spider-Man. Where did that come from? Um, I don't know. I guess I just love Spider-Man because Peter Parker was a photographer, mm. lived in New York, and um, he was kind of like an underdog. Yeah. So I, I guess I could pretty much relate to Relate him. to that, yeah. So. Yeah, I never knew where that came from. You love Spider-Man. Love Spider-Man. There's been so many Spider-Mans during your life. Mm-hmm. All the BJ's birthday parties in New York, there's always a Spider-Man there, always. Yeah, one of my friends always dressed up for me. For many years. For many, many years. When did that start? Like, what age were you like, you know what, I'm going to chill in the Spider-Man shit? Do you know? Um, <laughs> there was a certain time. I mean, it, it it went out through here. Oh, yeah, in Cali. Yeah, it did. It worked out here, um, too, yeah. And then, I don't know when it's, I don't know why it's not. Yeah, you still actually. love it though, right? I still love it and I still have the costume. S- you have so many Spider-Man things too. Yeah. Um, did any bands ever dress up for you? As Spider-Man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, bands at their shows. On your oh, at their shows? Yeah. No, but once Roger dressed up as Spider-Man, um, there was some kind of Halloween. Oh, randomly. Yeah, like a Halloween contest. Yeah. And he wore it, and I don't know why. We both kick ourselves, but we didn't go in the contest because we probably would have won. You were Spider-Man too? No, just um, Roger was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Cause Interesting. Because I, I had that one really good outfit. Yeah, where was that at? Was that a show or something? Or That was at um, Coney, Island Coney Island High. Yeah, it was a great spot too. It was some Halloween. And he, I guess we, he just wore it there mm-hmm. for me, and then we were like, why didn't we submit into the contest because we you know he would have won yeah we were stupid cbgb's was your favorite place to shoot i love cbgb's yeah Yeah. Um, coney island was sick too continental was pretty small but yeah and the ritz was probably big and too many rules i liked shooting at the ritz because um you know it was sometimes a little easier because the lighting was pretty good but i think cb's was probably the my favorite place to shoot yeah Huh. All the angles, everything. You got that little section, little box in front of the stage, all that. Yeah, I mean, it was there was some safe spots. There was some safe spots, and yeah. you know, everyone, you know, a lot of this people always looked out for me. Security guards 
all throughout the years have always watched out for me and you know yeah had your back there always had my back there yeah so looking back now and all the stuff you've done all the all the all the bands you've done um are there, are there any bands you you wish you still got to shoot or never wish you got to shoot well bummed you never got to shoot whatever yeah well i know that i didn't shoot very many crow mags mm, back then yeah and that was a reason that i found out later was only stupid on my part but um mm. you know i but now i really wish i had photos of them yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of a bummer but any other bands you wish you took pictures photos of in the scene i think you covered everybody though back then yeah you I did just, social d too right mm-hmm great yeah suicidal yeah i mean i'm sure there's definitely a lot of pictures i wish came out better than they yeah. did but you know i don't know yeah you did you did a lot yeah you have no regrets in photography right oh i have a huge regret let's hear photography. it let's give me one. Oh my gosh <laughs> it's the biggest regret of my entire life okay let's get it Okay, so Anton Corby was my very, very, very favorite photographer in the whole world. He still is. Gotcha. I love Anton. And uh, I was at some show, and Ditto told me that he had a friend that knew Anton Corbett's rep, and that I, you know, I should talk to this guy. And so at the time, um, Gutter Boy. Yeah. That's was his band, yeah. Was uh, you know, in, he, that was his band, and I had made these huge posters off of a Xerox machine, like big, like probably like sixteen by twenty size. Mm -hmm. And um, this kid wanted prints from that ex, from that Xerox gotcha. machine, so we made a deal. I'll make them prints if I it. Because the machine was at my work. So yeah. I could make him prints and he would give me Anton Corbett's rep. Damn. Phone number. So I was like, okay. So we made the deal. Yeah. And I started calling Anton Corbett's rep. And I'd call him and he would say, you know, Anton doesn't live in, you know, in the U.S. So just keep checking. Call me every week and I'll let you know when he's coming to town. So you just I'd, wanted to meet him, right? I wanted to work with him. Okay. But, um, and uh, so I called, started calling every week. And every week it would be the same thing. Call me next mm -hmm. week. So every week became every two weeks. And every two weeks became once a month. Yeah. And then finally it was just like, oh my God, how many times am I going to call? This guy's <laughs> never going to be in America. So I don't know. I didn't call the guy for quite a while. And I get this phone call from him. And he goes, do you know how many Pappuses live in Astoria, Queens? And Astoria, Queens is Greek. And yeah. Pappas is a very common Greek name. Yeah. And oh, shit. he... It was him. It was Anton Corbett's rep okay. calling me to tell me that Anton's finally going to be in America and if I would like to uh, assist him shooting Depeche Mode. Holy shit. And I was like, of course. Like, and I remember at the time I had a job, like I literally had a job. And my dear friend, Paul D'Antuano, photographer friend of mine, mm -hmm. was nice enough to say, oh, my God, don't work for me. Go take that job. Yeah. And I'll work by myself on, a, you know. Yeah. So he just, I didn't even replace myself. He let me go shoot with Anton. And it was like the greatest experience ever. He's 
super nice guy so talented a gentleman like amazing and he has amazing memory too yeah so that's awesome yeah so after that the the rep wanted to uh see you know wanted to see more of my work yeah and so i would you know send him some pictures and he was like okay you really need to come by with like a new portfolio because i want to start repping you nice but it scared the shit out of me so i kept you know like i said i don't like my pictures so i kept trying to get good pictures before i could show them nothing was ever good enough taking too much time i took too much time and by the time i called him he was like i'm really sorry but i'm no longer a rep i'm i quit that industry i'm a teacher how long did it really take you from the time they asked you for that you think it had to at least been a year at least at least because you don't like your work you're too hard on yourself yeah i mean i would say it was probably realistic probably more like two years Oh, that you that you got back to him with a book. Yeah, it, I'm an idiot. Like that's like no emails back then. No, really, like it's just yeah. Like, no, it was just like you know I had to call him and you'd yeah. have to go over and you know I had to get the pictures made and printed and the portfolio and but it like, was never you're like, you're right. Like two years too late for the response. Yeah, and it, I mean, and I just thought like how you know if someone's gonna hire Anton Corbett, they're not gonna hire me. Like yeah. you, you know, so but that's my hugest regret that's to insane, life. That's insane, man. So. Just taking too much and just being like too harsh on yourself, maybe. Yeah. Your worst critic. I know. I sh- if I had it all over to do again, I would have just brought whatever pictures I had. Yeah. And let whatever happened happen. Mm-hmm. And so you're still taking pictures now. Me. Yeah. Not really. I mean, when the transition to to digital happened. Yeah. Uh, everything kind of changed for me. Like. Mm-hmm there's a lot to learn and it wasn't the same and I don't know. It was like kind of like starting all over. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I, I do do digital, but I just haven't quite gotten like figured out the best way to do it. And yeah. I don't know. I don't really do it anymore. So that, that, that kind of like burned, not burned you out, but it's like, ah, I'm not really into the transformation. Yeah. The transformation was a bummer. I have to say like mm-hmm. that helped and then, you know, having to spend all this money to buy all new equipment. Yeah. When I had, you know, saved up all these years For to the other shit. have yeah. what I had and yeah. then start all over. And yeah, I don't know. And then like, you know, the industry changed. It's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was like no money. So like, you know, you're going to spend all this money to take pictures of bands and then how are you going to survive? So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's but so that, that that's why I feel for you as your good friend that we have to make a book because a book can rekindle all that shit, everything you've done, put it in a book. You might get re-inspired, maybe fuck with some digital, maybe not. But you know what I mean? Like, I think it's cool since you're not really doing as much, I think, to capture BJ Pappas and all the shit you did, I think it's it's got, it's got to happen, man. This podcast is all about BJ Pappas' book. <laughs> We're going to make it happen. And people have tried to help you too, but like I said, we should really... We're going to make it happen. I think it's important because you... you because unless you're actually looking at the photos I'm talking about, you can hear what I'm saying, like the Revelation releases. I can name every band she's done. But when you actually see the images, like, holy shit, I've seen that picture before. Because people know you, you have iconic photos that people recognize, especially in the punk, hardcore world, rock and roll world. People know those photos. You know what I mean? And we should celebrate you and celebrate your work because you put a lot of time and effort into it. And 
you know, you busted your ass for it. That's why I think it's important to share your share your story and share your book with the world because um, I appreciate it. And I know hardcore punk rock enthusiasts and historians, they'll appreciate it. You know what I mean? Thanks, Toby. That means a lot. No, it's true. You do, you do a lot for a lot of people, man. A lot of great, a lot of my photos, a lot of my favorite photos are done by you. Um, oh, I don't know why you didn't do the FTTW. I guess we did somebody else that time. We had some fun photo shoots. Yeah, man. I was just recently looking back at a lot of stuff that I think I sent you some pictures. I don't even remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Waterboy one. Yeah, we did why were you in boxer shorts? Do you remember that? Boxer shorts and white t-shirts with water and like doing some water thing for... Um, what was that? It was a it was a cord, cord, ma- cord magazine cord, in Philly, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And then this did a, that ever run? Yeah, oh. I think so. And just the great photos behind, just like the Seabees. It looks so surreal looking at those photos now of us in front of Seabees because it's not there anymore. But such perfect shots there. That was awesome. Um, we did some rooftop ones with us too. I remember with the oh, Empire yeah. State Building, those epitaph oh, ones. Yeah. I have those still. And then the ones at the Beauty Bar where Moon worked. Oh yeah, those are fun too. Um, I I actually love one of that because. At the time, weren't you reading a phone book? Yeah, <laughs> I was reading a phone before pre-phone. Phone book. <laughs> you either had a phone in your hand or a phone book. That's right. That's crazy, man. Remember Way back then. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so so many good times. Either so many good photos. Um, it's cool. We get to hang out with the Ramones too in the Bad Brains and be part of that world. You know. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. It's, I'm, you know, very thankful to have been able to live this life where you know i've been able to be around what i love yeah and become friends with musicians that i like admire their music it's you know not very many people have that and it's pretty awesome to yeah do. And, it's, and it's because of your friendships and your relationships you got to take so many photos that most people wouldn't have a chance to take and be in those situations and those those shows and taking more than three photos in the first three songs or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean like it's a relationship yeah. because Everybody loves you, and you're part of the part of that scene, and that's why I think that. And your pictures are great. Thank you. You know what I mean. So you might have thought, "Oh, they're using my photos because of my friends and they care about me," but no, your photos are awesome. Um, but it's hard. I, I, I go through the same shit where like making music or perform or playing a show, like "Oh, we suck tonight." Or that that song sounds like shit, and the, and the kids are liking it, but it's like, I don't know. I get I'm like that too. Pretty harsh on yourself, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what makes you better, right? Yeah. Because if you were accepting of it, you wouldn't ever improve. True. Do you consider yourself like a perfectionist? I guess so. Yeah, that's probably why I probably don't like anything because nothing's perfect. Right? Is there one photo that you fucking love? Like, holy shit, I killed it. You can't. Can you say that? <laughs> probably not. So, like, one photo that stands out to you, like, holy shit, this is an awesome photo. Probably the Joe Strummer picture. Yeah. Um. Is that is that the one flicking him off? Yeah. At yeah. the bar. Is that the bar? He's got two middle fingers up. That's an iconic photo. You guys probably know exactly what we're talking about. Where was that shot at? So there was a. A, a bar downtown i think it was called the soho grand i think yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and um joe we had been doing photos all like joe had been doing photos all day for guitar world like for every yeah. every magazine and i was doing it for guitar world and they promised me that i could shoot joe after he was done with everything and so afterwards we went to this bar yeah and uh joe and i were there and um it was back in the day when they were just changing over no smoking laws in Mm. new york city and so i was sitting across from joe and he went to light a cigarette and the waiter told him you're not allowed to smoke in here oh shit and so joe flicked him off that was like 
and I just natural thing this is natural I just took the picture and you know punk rock style Joe lit the cigarette anyway and smoked it damn and so because that was a real story like I just that's it, fucking awesome so that's like a legit response to like you can't smoke in here yeah I did not know that story behind that one yeah that's the story and where's the Tim Armstrong famous jump up, jumping up one from the jumping one or the finger one the jumping one like the one who's jumping that famous one you know what I'm talking about Oh, there's a finger one too. Oh, no, yeah, there's, the a finger one. there's a flick off one too. Yeah. Okay, so the finger one was Wetlands. Okay. And I remember that story. Yeah. So that was when they played Wetlands, and that was the first time I ever photographed them. Was that the Avail sh- Avail show with, yes, with the Queers? Yeah. Because H Tool played My Love Is Real. We played one song that day. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, I have to see if I have pictures from there. We must have it, right? You do. You had one where, where I'm falling on top of Tim Tim Ensign. I think he's playing bass. You might have took that one actually. Oh, really? Yeah, let's look into that. Okay, yeah, we should look into that. Um, so that was that was H2O's first, or was it? It was, was it H2O's first time playing in front of a crowd of people, and it was me, Armand, Pete, and Tim Ensign. Just one song. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was the Avail oh, yeah, Rancid show. Oh, yeah, we for sure have to have pictures. Maybe 93. Okay, yeah. We got to look for let's that. Let's find that shit. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, so all I remember is, like, you know, this is the first time I ever, ever shooting Rancid. Yeah. And it was at Wetlands, and, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to shoot on stage because that club was packed. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that I went to go take picture of Lint and yeah. he flipped me off. And I remember thinking, well, I'm going to take the picture, but if he's really pissed, I'm in trouble. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> But he wasn't. I took, the pic- I took the picture and then I gave it to him. Yeah. And then in, he liked it. And then I think we pretty much became best friends after that. That's fucking awesome. That was the first time being there too, right? Yeah. I mean, the first time seeing them play there. Yeah, that was my first time. Did you take pictures at City Gardens too? Or no? It's kind of a mission for you. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember though. City Gardens. You probably remember more. Was yeah. I there? Uh, I might have been. We went through a sick of it all bunch. Or you, you were mostly like New York I've shit a, I've been a tr- I've been to City Gardens, but maybe not that show. Yeah. Was that before that? Mm-hmm. No, I think that was I think that was it. Um, did you ever take pictures of G Generation? Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. You hit every single New York band. It's crazy. I can't name without you saying, nah, I didn't get that one. I know, you know, I should really update that list. Yeah, because Sick But All wasn't on there. I just <laughs> read the whole list. It's not it's on there. There's probably a lot of bands that aren't on there. But there's a that's a lot of bands. But just hear me read that. Is it crazy? I can't believe you read that. I know, I can't list. believe it either, but yeah. I'm just saying that like, it's a lot of bands. Did you ever think of becoming an auctioneer? <laughs> I do talk too fast, but no, <laughs> I didn't. Good. That'd be pretty good, though. Yeah. Um, Another career option for you. Yeah, thank you. Once I, once I, once I uh, see what happens with this podcasting life. Um, but I think we covered your life. You, were your parents were supportive of your photography journey? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, it was, you know, I had a, f- I was taking it when I did, what am I trying to say? Sorry. When I was in high school. Yeah. And I wanted to go to, college for photography yeah my parents backed it nice and i had a friend whose parents didn't back it Mm. and i remember that he had to go to a four-year college for another career and if he graduated he would then be allowed to go to a photography college and pursue photography wow so he had to go to school for a minimum of six six years to become a photographer and that guy to this day is a photographer and i always feel really bad and i'm really thankful that my parents didn't make me 
Holy shit. Do that. That's crazy. Yeah, they were supportive. Like their daughters going to the city to see these fucking weird ass bands, and I don't think they were really supportive of that part of it. Yeah, but they're like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Because your sister wasn't into that type of shit, was she? Well, my sister was the one that told me that I should become, I should shoot bands. Okay. So we were always into music. Um, I would say her music was not as hard. Yeah, maybe more but, rockish, um, top forty she, stuff. Maybe yeah. Well, not top forty. Like, like more rock, like more like probably new wave. Okay. And, stuff like Respect that. that yeah but um but yeah i don't i don't think they they weren't really i mean when i graduated college and came home with a broken wrist because of yeah, being at crazy. a show that was very, yeah. definitely weren't back and i remember my mom's face just rolled her eyes and so, so disgusted yeah, yeah. <laughs> disgusted with me <laughs> but they didn't care about you going on road the bad brains and all that shit and no nah, i guess they didn't really care i mean i rode a motorcycle too right they didn't really care true so, that i guess you survived an accident too, a major yeah. accident. Was yeah. that in New York, the accident? Yeah. It was after a Moby show. Oh, shit. Shout out to Man Moby. I know you like Moby. Oh, shit. Did you shoot that Moby show? I shot Moby. At, uh, it was an assignment for Spin Magazine. Dude, you have those photos still? Yes. Yeah, Let's get some of the Moby show. He was stoked. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So um, I actually called Mackie to see if he wanted to go to the show with me. Yeah. And picked up Mackie to go to the show yeah we went on my bike and i think it was hmm, i think it might have been i don't know irving plaza or the ritz i don't know i get yeah, confused yeah. it was one of those and uh so mac left and i'm really glad he did because i after the show was over i went to go drop my film off at the lab mm -hmm. and i put the you know film in the dropbox and i remember the the light was changing from yellow to red and I was going a little too fast to like slow mm. down, but I was like, whatever, I'm not, you know, whatever. And then the problem was there was a cab there that jumped the light. So he sped up before it turned green yeah. and hit me. Damn. And so that's, that's how I got hit. And how bad happened? What happened to you? Um, I broke my femur bone and I scratched my spleen and, uh, went to the hospital but uh, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story because <laughs> there was two undercover cops that happened to be like walking by when this accident happened. Oh, shit. And um, it was doctor. It was like Sergeant Love. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I don't know the other guy's That's funny. name. Sergeant Love. And I don't know. He had, there's two, yeah. two guys. And um, they were walking by and they, you know, they came over to me and. They were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I go, I'm not supposed to take my helmet off, but I'm taking off my helmet. And my leg was like. In pieces. It no. was so blown up and Damn, twisted. And I was fuck. like, I think I broke my leg. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we think you broke your leg. And um, I go, can you just get um, my motorcycle out of the street? And I was so used to watching chips. Did you used to watch chips? Yeah, when I you did. Were yeah, yeah. And you know how <laughs> everything would blow up? I just thought, can you move my bike before it blows up? <laughs> so they were like okay we'll get your bike before it blows up and so they moved my bike for me and then they put me in the ambulance and i remember that oh my god that ride was so horrible because they you know they got to talk to you to keep you yeah. awake and the guy kept asking me you know what i do and i said i'm a photographer and he's like oh do you shoot weddings and i was like no i hate shooting weddings 
And he's like, really? Because I'm getting married. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to shoot your wedding. I hate shooting weddings. And my leg's broken. And he just <laughs> kept getting me so irritated yeah. about that. But anyway, he kept me awake. And then, um, <laughs> you know, I went to the hospital. And that was kind of fun times. So you came to visit me. Yeah. How long have you been in the hospital for? 10 days. Fuck. That's crazy, man. But it was fun. It was kind of like... A little party there, right? It was like a party there. Yeah. You have to remember. <laughs> so, like, we were all used to getting the shows, right? Yeah. And so, like, what, you could have two guests at a time? Yeah. Okay, so back in the day, you have, like, a little pass. You, you know, you walk up. Yeah. There was tons of people in my room always, mm-hmm. right? And I used to work for this photographer, David Weiss. And David Weiss, somehow, some I got this message, you know, because whatever, I don't know. We didn't have cell phones back then, but... um he was like trying to visit me, but he couldn't because there was too many guests. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? I'm like, he was like, you don't know how to get into a hospital? <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, it's like Paul D'Antuano told him that he was my father. He gets in all the time. Oh, shit. And like, and the thing with the pass, what you, someone comes up with two passes and they go down and, and they swap one it person out. brings the two passes down, but it's only one. Like Totally. Anyway, but... The same way to get in the clubs, you got into a hospital seat. Exactly. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then most re- you had so you had pins put in your leg back in the day. Yeah, I had a rod and um, some screws pit put in there, and I walked with a cane for a very long, long time. Th- yeah, you did. Yeah. And I want to thank all the bands that still let me take pictures of them because I was slow. Yeah. Walking yeah. with that cane. Yeah. And. It, you remember, like, that was just, like, torture to walk down the street with me. Yeah, it took a long... Yeah, how many years did you cane for? Maybe, like, two years, I think. Damn. It took a while to recover from that. And then most recently, you were having some issues most of your life because of that, though, right? When it gets cold and stuff, or rains, you get weird pains or no? Yeah, well, yeah, always, like, when it rains, I, I feel the pain, but mo- most recently for probably, like... I don't know, maybe like 10 years, I've had this pain mm-hmm. in like by my knee, my inner knee. Yeah. And it's actually hard to walk up and down steps. And I've been to multiple, multiple, multiple doctors and, you know, they don't know what the problem was. Yeah. Until recently, went to a new doctor, Dr. Botts. Love Botts. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Botts. <laughs> and uh, he took an x-ray of my knee and instantly said i know what the problem is it's like your screws are too big wow and so uh finally somebody told you the truth yeah years years later that's crazy and i don't even understand it because i've had multiple x-rays done yeah and no other doctor could notice it if you see the x-ray it's pretty obvious so now how do you feel with it taken out um that pain's gone yeah so you know it's just a matter of strengthening it so yeah. I can be back to normal but so everything grows back around it and shit and it's normal yeah, i think it's going to be pretty good that's awesome Hopefully. i'm glad you're walking and you're out and thank you me too you're alive and you live in california we all live in california now it's pretty awesome yeah, i'm glad you live here too yeah i don't think i can live in the winter again i can't handle the cold i know especially I mean, when you get older too it's like i love new york but man the weather it's brutal mm-hmm. when you go back it's just a different new york though too it is different like, what's there anymore? Do you like being there, though? You get, like, the vibe and the nostalgia? Not really. No, no, because there's really nothing, really nothing to reminisce there. on. You can't go to old spots and say, oh, I used to hang out here because it's... Remember it's when like we would always go out to eat? And, like, yeah, man. Our spots Dojos, to eat all that shit. 7A, oh, like, all that. There. And then there's no clubs there. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what's there, you know? Everything's in Brooklyn now. It's different. It's just different. Yeah. yeah. Things change, but yeah, we have the memories we get to reminisce about. We have your photo book coming out soon. We get to reminisce <laughs> about that's going to happen. Um, well, I think we covered good shit, baby. We talked for an hour and a half. That's pretty oh awesome. Oh, my gosh. It's good, though. Thank you for making it easy because I really Yeah, we, yeah we're chilling. Um, thank you for everything you contributed to punk rock and hardcore, all the, all the shit, the blood, sweat, and the tears that you shed for this music because you loved it so much. Um, and I hope the world can see your work someday, which you're going to work on. I'm really going to do my best to help you with this. Thank um, you. Look out for BG Papas on Instagram. It's just at BG Papas, right? Mm-hmm. See all of her photos on there and bgpapas.com. Yes. Um, anything else? That, is there anything else you can think about you want to say? or? I, don't, I think we covered everything. Huh? I'm going to put the sample from your voice from our first album <laughs> on the end of this po- episode. But BJ never does podcasts. It's nice to hear the voice behind the photographer because I know people love you and love your work. And so they get to hear you talk. And, and you made me I know. do that for the record or else I wasn't allowed to leave, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you and Mackie, Mackie's like, I don't get paid to talk, man. I get paid to play drums. That's all I said on our record. <laughs> That was such fun doing the first album. That was such a fun oh hang gosh, with everybody, so man. Fun. I just saw the pictures from that. You got some? Yeah. Okay, I want to see those. Yeah, I got to show you those. So many people. Anthony Kamenali, Freddie, Stigma. You know who else was there? Armand. Um, was, um, BJ Papas. Dickie Barrett was there. And oh, the that's pictures. right. You got some pictures? I need to see mm-hmm. those pictures, please. Shout out to Dickie Barrett. Yeah. I'm going to have him on here soon. But BJ, thanks for everything, man. And, um, thanks for having me. It was nice chatting with you and hearing the story behind the woman who risked it all. For the love of the core. (laughs) Thanks, BJ. Thank you, Toby. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.